Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of the modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wall on us. Facing and taking on all the plates to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and through their lies and make them fall. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. And also, welcome to our 200th episode. Uh, yikes, that went by uh, much faster than I expected. Uh, I kind of find it difficult to believe that we've already done so many episodes. Uh, and so for the 200th episode, uh, we have brought back our increasingly non-regular co-hosts, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy, uh, who have both been super busy with their own companies of late. So we actually have not had much of a chance to podcast together, though they were certainly the co-hosts for many of the initial 200 episodes. And we're back together for episode number 200. Now, we were debating a bit about what to do for episode 200. And I was reminded that for episode 50, uh, we did a podcast about podcasts, and which where we were specifically talking about what podcasts we listened to and what we liked and what we didn't like. And I thought it might be fun to do another podcast about podcasts. And then, uh, perfect timing, Spotify uh, and uh, the podcasting company Gimlet Media helped us out <laughs> by uh, deciding to shake up the podcasting world uh, and with an announcement that Spotify was buying Gimlet for $230 million. Uh, Gimlet, of course, being uh, a pretty popular podcast company. In fact, I remember we talked about them in some of their podcasts on the episode number 50. Uh, the announcement also uh, included the fact that Spotify was buying another company called Anchor, which produces a tool to make it easier for anyone to uh, produce podcasts and, and to put some advertising on it as well. Um, so it appears that Spotify is certainly uh, buying into both the high end and the low end of podcasting. And this is not the first such acquisition. Radio giant iHeartMedia recently bought Stuff Media, which is home to one of the most popular podcasts in the world, which is the How Stuff Works podcast, and they paid $55 million. And this also follows on media giant Scripps buying Stitcher a few years ago and uh, picking up the uh, podcast network Earwolf and the podcast advertising company Midroll Media. And there have been other deals in this general space, including NPR, yes, NPR, National Public Radio, buying the podcast application Pocket Cast, which is the application that I use to listen to my podcast. And they did that not too long ago as well. So suddenly, uh, the indie media feel of podcasts is feeling a little bit more corporate. <laughs> not us, though. Uh, we still have never run an ad on this podcast, so we do appreciate uh, the Patreon support, which anyone is free to continue or uh, deciding to sign up for, patreon.com slash techdirt. But either way, uh, the Spotify purchase, uh, purchases, I guess, has left a few people scratching their heads, especially at the price. Uh, and Dennis Hirsch and I started having a bit of a pre-podcast discussion about all of this, uh, which was getting more and more heated uh, before we decided to save it for the podcast, um, where it, which may get heated as well. Uh, so here we are on the podcast about podcast, our 200th episode, talking about whether or not Spotify uh, made a good deal in in buying, deciding to buy Gimlet for two hundred and thirty million dollars, and I will start off by throwing the question to Hirsch uh, because Hirsch was the one who seemed most vehement that this was a crazy deal. So Hirsch, you get to go first. <laughs> wow, you really put me on this spot, right? Um, <laughs> that's that's my job. <laughs> I, I, I'm, see, I'm really on the spot because like I don't uh, I don't feel like I have a really good grasp of all the facets of why Spotify may have paid that much. And my, okay. my, my initial reaction, I think, which is what you are uh, sort of teed off on, is my reaction from a couple of days ago when I first heard the news. And that was really based on the fact that I knew that content producers in other realms, right, like like the yeah. Tyler Perry studio or something like that, which was sold for like $20 million or something like that, right? They, they, they sold for much lower prices. And these are these seem to me to be like kind of comparable – 
type of operations from the from the from the point of view that it's like a collection of content creators right. and a business built built around it, right? Not a platform necessarily, not something that kind of scales um, without putting more wood behind the arrow, right? Like right. so, this is something. It's it's more like. You know, like how would you value something like an HBO, right? Actually, HBO now has a streaming segment, so that's probably not even accurate. Like, how do you, how would you value something like Blumhouse Productions, right? Mm -hmm. That there it is. It's it's an expertise around building efficiently building a particular type of content for a market, right? And so you would value it based on what the revenues are that that content is creating. And in the case of Blumhouse production, I mean, they're making like billions of dollars, right? So like right. It's, it's, it makes sense to value that highly. And I wasn't quite sure exactly what revenues, if any, probably they have some revenues. They have advertising, yeah. right? Gimlet is, is certainly making revenues, but I really doubt it's like a quarter of a billion dollars worth of revenue, no. right? Like it's like, or, or that's not even the right way to say right. it. And so, not enough revenues to justify a quarter of a billion dollars. Right, so, 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 I, so I think that the... the the difference is that um, I don't think Gimlet is just like a production house uh, in, that's making making content and making revenue. Like I like you brought up H, brought up HBO. I mean, I feel like Gimlet is producing high quality podcasts in the same vein that HBO creates high quality um, entertainment and content. And the network effects and the brand that they've kind of established does command a premium over you know just a studio that makes podcasts. Like and, and I think that in in doing so, like I felt like you know they're, they're they've been doing a, gr a great job of producing high quality podcasts um, that are branded Gimlet, and that that to me feels like why they committed such a premium. So so uh, there I are a few things. Understand that. Like, yeah, there are a few things here. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> throw, throw in a couple <laughs> other arguments. Sure. Yeah. So so at the first level, I think that's true. And I think that as, at a first pass, like the one thing Gimlet has definitely been able to do is that they produce high quality, successful podcasts, and and they've done. And I would say that's over... hard. And and one it, it, one thing yes. that I think, I mean, not to put words in your mouth, but her, but her, but her, like, do you do you think it's easy to? I don't think it's easy to produce the quality of podcast that Gimlet produces. Yeah, but it's not really about that, right? Like because it's it's not because it's mm -hmm. like I think the way you should think about it is the thing that you produce, what is the revenue generating opportunity that that thing has? Yeah. Like for example, you you could produce something that's very hard to do, like some kind of a really delicate sculpture made out of glass, right? But if there's not that much demand for it, they, that that's not really how you value sure, it. Sure, that's, that's based fair. On like what the demand is. And so like what I was curious about is like I have no doubt it's very hard to produce these kinds of podcasts and I do actually think there's I mean obviously we're making a podcast so we think there's an uh, there's an audience, but the thing that I had some trouble understanding was like there are so many great podcasts out there like when i go into pocket casts i get this huge list i don't i don't have enough time to listen to all the great podcasts that there are yeah. out there this is honestly and i have a i have a commute right like i have an hour-long commute and i still don't have enough time to listen to everything and sure. pocket cast has this like list that like puts out what's in, out new today and it's constantly have this backlog that just keeps growing bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger because i can't get through everything right and so in that crowded marketplace where they're not the only ones making great podcasts. Yes, it's hard to make great podcasts, but there's other people making great podcasts, many of them making similar content. Now, I, I, I'm trying to think if I listen to any Gilmet podcasts. I must. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, like Startup or Reply like, <laughs> um, All. I, no? None of these? I mean, I I, I I listen to most of them, yeah, <laughs> most yeah. of Gimlet's I listen to. But but anyways, so finish finish your thought outside of whether yeah. or not you listen. So to so, it. so so what I was going to say is that like whatever revenue opportunity there is from this audience that listens to podcasts, sure. they have to take a small fractional share of that. And I'm not even sure if the entire podcasting industry in the United States makes. $250 million in advertising revenue every year. Maybe they do. I, I'm actually looking forward to one of you two actually having that number. I have no idea what it is. I, I'm willing to concede I'm totally wrong if that number is some gigantic like number. Like it's Every not. year it's, it's like not. $7 billion and I'm like, okay, and Gimlet has like <laughs> one-fifth of it then I'm just like, it's a no-brainer. No, but I'm really, instinctively, I think it's tiny. It, 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 is, it is relatively small. Um, but, but there are a number of other factors in here. So 
I'm going to try and get through some of them before you guys jump in, but you can feel free to jump okay, in and interrupt ahead. me again. But like, so, so first thing is like, let's talk a little bit about the, the business model of Gimlet, which is actually not the larger point that I'm going to make, but yeah. I want to start with that and then we'll get to a, to a larger point that I think is important that we haven't discussed at all yet. So in terms of Gimlet's specific business model, they have experimented with a number of different thing. So it's not just purely like right. the pre-roll ad that lots of podcasts have. It's not just like, you know, buy a mattress, which is like, you know, sort of the classic joke that every podcast has a mattress ad at the beginning or whatever. Right. Um, or or MailChimp. Or, whatever. Right, so. or MailChimp, uh, right. Though they were, MailChimp was their first sponsor. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, I mean, they, but, did, they did all those like paid paid shows, which I thought was super interesting. So, so they, yeah, right. So they've done, they've done a few different things. So they've um they did that they did sort of like a membership program where you could pay mm -hmm. like five bucks a month and get like you know background info and like access to an and internal like the full, slack the full and, uh like recording or something or yeah like yeah, yeah. content and, and that's right all they that kind of as well yeah right and so they, they had those on a t-shirt i actually have a reply all t-shirt because i yeah. um, was a member for a while um so they so they did that sort of the membership stuff then they also really got into the branded content space in, in right. somewhat interesting ways where they would sort of partner with a brand who would you know, effectively pay them mm -hmm. to create a really interesting podcast that is really it's, – it's sponsorship, but it was good content, right? It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't producing just a pure ad. So like there was you – know, they had, yeah, they've had a bunch of these. I listened to the, to the small business one that they did with right. today. Um, that one I That's, thought was quite good. Yeah, that's the one I listened to most. Was okay. they, yeah, they did this small business one with eBay, and they've done a few others with, I forget, like HP, I think maybe they did one with. But like large companies would basically know that people are listening to podcasts. If you can build, a, create a good podcast, and it's, you know, in partnership with Gimlet, which signifies quality, and then this company, which gives them sort of free branding, sponsorship. Right power um you know and i think those deals can be fairly significant and and potentially fairly lucrative and and they you know sort of built that business up and did it fairly successfully then the last element of of gimlet's um uh, business model recently, as far as I can tell, is that they've been licensing their content, right? So they did a few podcasts, and mainly this started with they they did some fiction podcasts. So like their first fiction podcast, they've done a few, but the, their very first one was uh, this uh, Homecoming, where again, you know, it was highly produced, and they got famous actors. I forget who was in it, but like Carolyn Keener or what? I forget. Yeah, Carolyn Keener, um, and yeah. now it's like a TV show. Right. right. So that was the thing. So they then licensed that to Amazon and made a TV show with Julia Roberts. And so yeah. and in which they were, you know, um, they were heavily involved in the licensing process and in the making of the TV show. Like they they have some sort of ownership stake in in all of that. And there was a lot of money behind that. Um, so there were there were a number of different business models that they were engaging in that wasn't just like. You know the mattress ads at the beginning uh, of, <laughs> yeah. of the things. So, so you know, and they were exploring different revenue streams. Okay, so that I think is important to to set out there because a lot of people think that that the revenue stream is just these sort of pre-roll ads or post-roll ads. Um, but the the one, the thing that I think we haven't really talked about, which is more interesting, is looking at it from Spotify side of things, yeah. right, as opposed to just Gimlet side of things, which is Spotify is you know they're the leading music streaming service and they're sort of fighting with apple um mainly apple music and there are a few other competitors in that space um but one of the big complaints all along has always been that um they're not very profitable if profitable at all because so much of their money has to go back to the record labels yep. they have to continually you know pay the, the record labels and they're getting subscription fees but you know, effectively, the more successful they are, the more people who listen to Spotify, the more money they have to send to the record labels. And that's made it very tough for, for Spotify. So if Spotify is looking to completely, not completely, but to shift their business and to look for other ways in which they can retain money that doesn't then lead to having to pay 70% of whatever revenues to record labels, yeah. they would look for adjacent markets that are not, you know, controlled by... Uh, you know, a, a small group of three major labels or whatever. And podcasts yeah, no, is, it's, it's is so an good. interesting space for them yeah. to move into, right? I mean, it's the technology is the same. It's just audio, listening to audio. Um, I think there are some 
some differences. Like I don't use Spotify. I listen to music on Spotify, but I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. And, and mentally, I sort right. of have a block of, of combining the two. But maybe you know, maybe there, there is there is a product issue a little bit, right? Like I I, I yeah. too do, don't listen to podcasts, but because of this, I I tried it and I was like, oh, this if if they kind of work on this product, um, it could pull me away from Cast, which is the one I use, right? So right. Um, so, so I think product wise, there's, there's, there's definitely some issues. Right? There's definitely some problems with Spotify and po- uh, podcasts. I've used it, um, um, so, but but, so, but besides the product, the product issue itself. But I think that like what I love about this is, Maz, like, I think the other way to look at this is, is it's basically what Netflix has kind of done, right? Isn't it to some so, extent, right? Yeah, there, there is there is a I think there right? is it a parallel like, to, to like Netflix, Netflix where right? right where Netflix went from distributing other people's content and then that content which, was which getting they a, still do right right and was and getting increasingly gonna, expensive yep, yep. right that content was getting increasingly expensive so Netflix said the way around this is to start creating our own content and our own premium content right. that that sort of you know gives people a really strong reason to subscribe exactly. to Netflix and they don't really care who is you know which content people are looking at yep. as long as it convinces them to give them whatever the 12 13 whatever dollars per month so so if Spotify would have follow the exact model they'll be like cool we'll make like a spotify music label which i i feel like i remember them trying to do but maybe that's yeah not they good. have they have done yeah. it they have to tried to produce music and they have tried to do exclusives but that that it's, is that's it's a so much hard it's, it's so it's, different it's, and it's a lot harder it's, it's very different and you're yeah. you're and and the world of music and the world of podcasts are also very different right because yes. you know music is a thing that you go back to and you re-listen to and you have mm-hmm. your you know the bands that you like or the types of music that you like whereas podcasts you sort of listen to once and done i mean I, i'm sure there's some percentage of people who go back but it's pretty rare it's, it's so it's, it's it's a different kind of experience and also you know uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if yeah. that if, if if that works, and I don't know if the parallel is, is exactly the same. But um, but, but definitely feels it feels kind of similar, which I which I really as I was yeah. kind of thinking more and more about the Spotify thing, um, I was like, that's this is great. Like basically, and it, and it also I think it has parallels with HBO, where mm-hmm. you're kind of paying a subscription for premium content, right? Um, in in the so, way that and yeah. that I, like. That it just feels really nice, and to imagine a future where, like, I'm already a Spotify subscriber, right? right. And and if the the podcast that I love and of both of today and whatever they end up making tomorrow is only you know is I can listen to and support through Spotify, like that that feels like a nice but, future. Yeah. Well, but, let me let me add one one more element to the to the viewing it from Spotify's position and why it might make sense. And I'm not saying that this is a good deal by any stretch of the imagination because I'm not sure it is. But but one other reason why I feel this like might, it is, but yeah. I like well, <laughs> one other reason why it might make sense for Spotify to overpay in this situation, and I think that they probably overpaid. But one situation where it may make sense is is purely as a signaling mechanism, yeah. right? Because they're not known for their podcast, and even if they've been sort of betting on it quite a bit lately, they're yeah. still not n- known as a podcast player. And this gets it out there that they're a podcast player. And so there is an element of like, yes, like that, you know, it, 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 it makes the, the investors and founders and, and equity holders of Gimlet, you know, more wealthy than they would be otherwise. But, you Con- know, congratulations, uh, Alex and all you. <laughs> right. And, and Matt and everybody. Yeah. And like, that, it's great for them. Like, yeah. you know, that's wonderful. But like, you know, from Spotify's perspective, there's there's a branding value to to announcing in a big way that you're into podcasts, and this is a way to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think their Spotify CEO David David X said something like they're they're expecting twenty percent or Daniel. something. Daniel, their list, Daniel, twenty um, percent. I think I thought I saw um, of their listening to be directed towards podcasts. You know, at some point. Um, I mean, that might be just wishful thinking. Right, just but, wishful thinking, you know. but that's, I mean, they, right. that, that's, that's obviously a, a forward, forward-looking statement of that's wishful thinking on the, on the heels of a big acquisition. But, you yeah. know, like, the, the, I listen to a lot of podcasts as well as music, right? And I think that yeah. as far I mean, as my if, listener time, so like, it fits. If, if, okay. if I was them, really, like, the way I would try to enter this like you know parallel market wouldn't be podcast just because like one of the things about podcasts is like if you try to make the podcast exclusive to the spotify yeah. platform and- then you basically end up like really 
killing some of the other income streams that we had discussed, right? Like, yep. are you going to have the opportunity yep. Yep. to go and license this content? Is it going to become popular? Is there going to be merchandising? Is there going to be a big enough audience? And if you don't do that, then it's basically available everywhere. And, and I honestly like the Pocket yep. Cast app a lot sure. better than the And, and they're Spotify trading lightly. One. You know, as part of the announcement, they they did say that, you know, all of the podcasts that are... This, this was an interesting line. They're like, all of the yes. podcasts that are currently on the network will continue to be accessible through everything, right? But the they thing didn't is, say, and, they didn't and, say the next step, which yeah. is we're going to release exclusive Spotify ones. But well, they they hinted at it. They said there would, yeah. there would be a hybrid. And 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 to be fair, like they actually had a partnership before with Spotify, and they oh, had really? released okay. a, a podcast only on Spotify. Right. Um, and and it was actually like a lot of people were annoyed by it, including me. Like I had listened to it was a right. uh, they they had done the first season as a freely available open mm-hmm. podcast, and then the second season was only available on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, and that was one experiment. They did another experiment where they released a podcast first on Spotify and then later released it openly right. to everybody else, which I thought was a, a much better thing. So like I, I, which I is, wrote a, which is a great way yeah. to, to leverage you to know do what? both, right? So well, by the way, you know how yeah. I ended up using Spotify podcast for the first time was because there's an NPR show called How I Built This, right? Yep. I listened and, to that. And how I built this on Pocket Cast had a, an episode about JetBlue, but that episode was for some reason due to some error only four <laughs> megabytes long. But if yeah. you went on Spotify, you had the whole. No, episode. you just had to wait fifteen minutes and re-download it, which really? is what I did, and then, yeah. and then you got the full episode. <laughs> why? Why? Why does it only fifteen minutes? They, they, no, they, they no no no. They put up the wrong file first. That was oh. all it was. They oh. put up the wrong file, which was only the uh, the end credits. <laughs> it was oh, the last yeah, four minutes weird. of the episode, and I just deleted it and I re-downloaded it fifteen minutes after it came in, and I got the full episode. Yeah, I didn't even think about doing that. So I thought it was some. <laughs> it, it certainly probably drove a few people to Spotify. Per, per, perhaps the an accidental but, but, yeah. Spotify promotion. That, that but that's what happened with that episode. Um, but but. You know, but yeah, so I, I wrote a blog post, like actually focused on this aspect of it, which is like, there is a part of me that is very disappointed in the idea of what this means for sort of the, the open internet aspect of podcasts. And like the whole concept of podcast being this open thing that anybody can create and anybody can post and anyone can listen to and that it's not walled gardens, it's not, you know, stuck in a silo that anyone, you know, if you like Pocket Cast and you like Spotify and you like Stitcher and you like, you know, you can use whatever app you want to listen to it wherever you want, however you want. Right. That's kind of the cool part of podcasts. And I do worry about what it means when you start getting these kinds of, um, you know, walled gardens and fragmented things. And I don't want to have to subscribe to Stitcher Premium and Spotify and, you know, Slate Plus or or whatever the different, you know, podcast lockup programs are um, just to listen to podcasts that, you know, could be shared more widely. Um, you know, and, and as I said, like, you know, uh, Gimlet and Spotify did this one with, with Crime Town, right, where they did epi- uh, season one right. was just w- widely available. And then season two was just on Spotify. And I, I, you know, the reason I listened to Crime Town originally, I actually had avoided it when it first launched, even though I do try and listen to most of the Gimlet shows. Was I was like, I have too many shows, and I'm, you know, but I kept hearing about Crime Town and how amazing it was and how good it was. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll listen and I'll catch up. Um, then Crime Town Two came out, and and like, you know, they put the first one available to everybody who had listened to Crime Town and said, if you want to listen to the rest, go listen to Spotify. And I didn't do that, and I never heard another word. And I actually forgot that there was a season two of Crime Town until somebody mentioned it, uh, you know, right after this deal was announced. And so, you know, it does sort of lead to, to questions about obscurity and, and fragmenting sort of the whole podcast network. And so I do worry about that, even if I understand the business sense behind the deal. And the other thing to really understand, I think, here for this kind of content, for the same reason that it was cheap to launch Gimlet, because producing podcasts is, requires significantly less capital than producing films or high-quality television, mm-hmm. the barriers to entry into podcasting is really someone having some talent to produce the thing and then just getting off their ass and doing it, right? Yep. You need a little bit of sound editing equipment. You need good concepts. You need good writing. You don't even um, need that. Honestly. Yeah, but, but that's a lot easier to get in the market than it is to get capital. And that's why like HBO and Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff have somewhat more of a barrier to entry in terms of the fight for sure. eyeballs because there's not a lot of like – mom and pop like you know game but, of but, thrones well, producers there, there right is, but i mean it is interesting though that like you do have 
sort of, you know, on the other end of that, you could argue that sort of YouTube and YouTube stars have shown that it is possible to do cheap quality, you know, cheap, but, right. but you know, uh, uh, a video that people actually do respond in to. It, and that's created an interesting. Yeah. No, but that's not the point I'm making. You guys are making the counter. You're making my argument for me. The whole thing about YouTube content is this. Imagine Netflix and HBO, et cetera, wanted to make premium forms of the kind of content that yep. YouTube makes, like mm-hmm. these little review shows. Like I, I spend more time looking at like like reviews of watches and fountain pens on YouTube <laughs> than any number of shows on Netflix or anything, right? But they can't compete for that, my eyeball, for when I want to watch that stuff because it's so much easier to produce that stuff. That's why it's on an open platform yeah. like YouTube where no one's charging for it directly. Obviously, there's advertising support. But like... I think podcast falls more in that line, something where it's the barriers to entries are so low that the platforms right. really have to be something that is right. that, cheap to access, open to access, yeah. and really playing a curation role more than a gatekeeper role. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think that's fair, right? I mean, if so, I mean, exactly as what happened with Crime Town, where it's like if my favorite Gimlet podcast suddenly all went behind a, a paywall, even though I do subscribe to Spotify, but I, I, assuming I don't want to listen to podcasts through Spotify, would I go hunt them down or would I just recognize that I have 300 other podcasts that I'm way behind on in listening to and just focus on catching up there. And I think I would probably lean towards the latter as much as I like the the Gimlet podcast is that these are sort of – forget about them, yeah. They're easily replaceable, um, which which certainly is a concern. Now – now, we've been talking about all this and getting to this point, and we haven't really mentioned that the other acquisition, which I mentioned in the opening. Which, oh, no, but I do want to say one last thing yeah. before we get off of this point, right? Because uh, I, I was trying to make it still the deep... same point, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me just, like, refine that, which is that, like, when you're thinking about the future of podcasting, right, and people really assume that a company like Spotify, the whole reason to buy someone like Gimlet is that as podcasting explodes in popularity, as new forms of monetization are discovered that fit the podcasting format, that they will be able to, by virtue of having this platform on phones, they'll be able to capture a big part of the audience. Well, right? y- that, that's really yes the, the... Yes and no. No, but, but, but one, one point on that, though, that I think should be called yeah. out slightly separately, which is that Spotify just wants you to pay the 10 bucks a month right right so if if there's enough content on there that from a convenience standpoint it's easier to just pay spotify 10 bucks a month get access to the music and the podcast if it convinces you to go to spotify and pay them instead of apple you know if you can convince enough people that that's worth it Mm -hmm. then maybe that's okay yeah no no, i'm i'm not disputing that but what i was going to suggest then is that it's not it's not really necessarily in Spotify's interest to become a first-party um, producer of that kind of content because that $250 million could also be spent to improve the sure. podcast thing platform overall. Just improve the platform, make it easier to onboard, and let kind of let people produce their own podcasts and easily – Put it well, onto that's, Spotify. That's, well, that's, well, that's what Anchor. That's what the Anchor purchases. That's the so that part. leads yep. that leads right <laughs> into the Anchor. No, but it was like, so for, for the final thing, what I was going to say is yeah. this: re- if you really believe this kind of like model of, of 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 podcasting, then really the only big value for the Gimlet purchase is the thing that you brought up, which is the signaling, right? Like yeah. you, the reason to make this purchase is to tell everyone, hey, podcasting is open on Spotify. It's just the world's biggest advertising. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like a Super Bowl ad and, that and, costs and that, a half, and, quarter of and, a billion. And that might, not, that might be the case. I mean, I, you know, you'd have to ask the Spotify management. They wouldn't tell you, but like, you know, I'm sure they, they put some level of value on that. And maybe that is a significant part of it. Um, so yeah. let's talk about Anchor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, Anchor is basically the other side of, of this equation. Right. right. So, Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to make a podcast. So it's sort of like anyone can make a podcast and look. And then the other side of the signal is essentially we value when podcasts are really amazing and look how look how much we paid for Gimlet. Is that what, is that what kind of you're saying? That's, that's what I, I don't know. I mean, I certainly have no insight into this whatsoever from, from yeah. any of those three companies, right? So I'm, I'm looking at this completely as an outsider and guessing on this kind of stuff. Right. But yeah, and, but you know, it does seem interesting, right? That like, the two purchases, Anchor is sort they put of like them the, together for a reason, and then right, and they announced them the same day, and it, it's you know, and apparently and the third part them. of the announcement was that they're turning a profit, Spotify, right? Right, right, and there was also an element there that they have like set aside five hundred million dollars more to spend on podcasts, um, right, so which also goes. Them. 
goes <laughs> towards the the signaling. Hey, yeah, yeah, if they want to buy this podcast for you know two hundred and thirty million dollars, that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sign up on our Patreon page. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That'd be quite a signal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but 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 it is interesting. Like the, the two of these together, right? Because you do yeah. look at and Gimlet is sort of the high end, right? I mean, Gimlet is the the HBO and um, Anchor is the YouTube. Well, I said Anchor was more like the Squarespace <laughs> in my post. Okay. That's the okay. com- the comparison I made, sure. right? It's it's you know set up your own website simply and and easily, and you know we have some monetization. I mean, uh, Anchor's Anchor's marketing there, is so. you're like five five minutes and you can make your own podcast, right? So it's right. Very, it is very Squarespace, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, but you know what's unclear then is like you know and and then obviously this should make it easier for those podcasts to be in uh, Spotify and I should note uh, as as you guys know um, like so until very very recently uh, Tech Dirt's podcast was not in Spotify and that's uh, you know when when uh, Spotify first started doing podcasts maybe a year and a half ago and I was trying to figure out like well you know I, I don't. I want this podcast to be available wherever and however widely right. as possible. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not proprietary about that. And so I tried to figure out how to get into to Spotify and I asked around and nobody had any answers. And I finally reached out to a friend who works there who put me in touch with this person who I guess runs podcasts or whatever. And she was like, well, who hosts your, your podcast? And, you know, we host on SoundCloud and she's like, oh, we're not set up to do that. And I'm like, it's just an RSS feed. Like, how could you not be set up to do that? <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't we can't do it. Uh, and so we were not in uh, in Spotify. And Dennis, you pointed that out to me recently asking where why we were not in Spotify. And I found out that last October they finally launched like an open sign up thing. So I signed up and within about five minutes, the podcast is now in Spotify. Um so, you know, yeah. I'm expecting, you know, another another million listeners to show up in the I listened to weeks. I listened to us <laughs> yesterday on, on Spotify and it works quite nicely. So. Okay, great. Yeah. Um what well, would be great is if you could kind of mix in your own favorite songs as our like music for the <laughs> as background the background music, music and stuff. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. I mean, it could potentially do some interesting things. <laughs> but but kidding. so there there is this kind of interesting question of like, you know, what does the anchor purchase bring to Spotify as well, right? And so you know it you know and and you know on the music side like recently spotify tried to open up the the platform more so that musicians could start uploading directly but right. before it was actually kind of a process to get your music into spotify too and they relied heavily on on gatekeepers to make sure that it wasn't just garbage music but now now you can upload your garbage music <laughs> to Spotify <laughs> <laughs> if you want, and apparently your garbage podcast. <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, I, I don't know what the strategy is there, but it is kind of interesting that they're sort of attacking both ends of the the, the I market. I mean, do you do? You, I don't know if I listen to any podcasts that are made with Anchor. Do you do you listen to? I, I have no idea if I do either. I. Right. I am guessing I probably don't. I mean, they have all sorts of stats and Anchor sort of promotes it like I think there's something like 50% of new podcasts come from Anchor, right. which what? Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah, okay, not 50% of like 50% in, in of the yeah. top 25. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, of new <laughs> podcasts are coming from Anchor. And so, you know, that could just be like, you know, random dude saying like, "Oh, okay, I'll try and like, make a podcast." Does this work? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Right. 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 right, right. <laughs> Um, and who knows? And, and, you know, it's marketing speak. So who knows where that stat comes from and how accurate it truly is. And, and all metrics are garbage, as we've said before. Um, but, you know, it is interesting, you know, and so there is this element of like this does allow assuming. Yeah, well, it is a question of like who is really anchors customers? Like, is it just random, random people creating a podcast or is it like is there anyone professional that's actually using anchor as a system? Um I mean, if so, like it does give Spotify some visibility into like the up and coming, the rising you know, stars, the like, rising stars. Like if Anchor turns into like the YouTube of podcasts right. where it's easy for anyone to get started and do something. And then in the same way that, that, you know, then people snap up the YouTube stars and turn them into, you know, multimedia stars in other realms, you know, potentially right. this gives Spotify, you know, early access to to the anchor that, that pipeline or something yeah yeah maybe i don't know get, I, but i put, I, put them I, in I, touch with a, a, a producer over at gimlet where they can take their podcast to the next level it's, i mean you could see that as as possibility like but is that you know i don't know i mean how valuable is that 
Right. I, I don't know. And, and you would still probably face some level of competition if somebody's really popular. You know, I think that gets known relatively quickly, um, assuming that it's not all locked within the Spotify ecosystem. Right. You know, uh, everybody else has trending lists and things like that, too. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's sort of this interesting thing where you can you kind of wonder where and what Spotify is going to do with it. But it, it does feel like, you know, I think the the point that I was raising at the beginning of just like this is an attempt for Spotify to to find a, a second market where they're not as beholden to massive companies demanding 70 percent of their revenue. Right. And then legislation that that forces them to pay <laughs> <laughs> to, to pay 120 percent of their revenue exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which is the way the way things go right now right. um I, I don't know i mean it's 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 interesting and like the whole podcast market is an interesting one and you know like everyone it's it, people want to compare it to the video market and netflix versus youtube or you know or or the music market or other markets and, and I'm not sure it's it's entirely accurate. It is kind of an interesting like just to take a step back from all this and think about mm -hmm. like all these different like entertainment content markets have developed so differently. Right. Um, you know, video, um, news, books, video games, um, music, you know, uh, each of those markets is developed differently and and uh, the Business models, the aggregators, the distributors, um, and the monetization all are acting differently. Like none of those markets are exactly the same. Um, and even though and, you could, and it's say because that it's a difference in initial conditions and or laws and regulations. Yeah, and existing. Players. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it raises a lot of questions. It'd be really interesting to actually study that and and to right. take a more thorough approach and, and looking at um, you know why those different markets. Different. I mean, some of it obviously is just the way that people consume those pieces of content. I think drives a lot of it, but but it, it could have something to do with with the initial conditions and the the legal structures around each of them, um, which would be really interesting. But I don't. I, I would have to go back and, <laughs> and read a ton to to sort of work that out. But it's a good project. If anyone listening is an academic looking for a really interesting yeah. paper topic, <laughs> just yeah, comparing comparing different entertainment industries and based on yeah, that's that's pretty that'd be pretty really interesting. Yeah, and just how they developed as a as a market uh, and the and the business models. Uh, I mean, some of which are still constantly changing, and even this is an indication of it of it changing. I mean, I, I do think that there is like, you know, there's a, 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 uh, a decent chance that, you know, this particular purchase turns into nothing. Right. I mean, that, <laughs> um, well, well um, it can't turn into nothing. Right? Like, I mean, the, the podcast will still be available on Spotify. Right. Like, so I guess it would turn right, into nothing but, if but they, they removed would... podcasts from Spotify, that would be awkward. You no, know, I mean, I, I mean, turns into nothing in that, like Gimlet becomes a brand name only, um, which Spotify might, you know, eventually dump in favor of like Spotify podcast or something. Um, right. But that like, you know, but the, even like the podcast that, that Gimlet currently produces, I mean, those could go away. Those could end. Like Reply um, All is. Right. Or, or like, you know, what if, what if Spotify changes its mind in two years and decides yeah. that pod, the podcasting market really just isn't that valuable and they don't want to pay for all these expensive, you know, podcast producers anymore and they sort of right. dump it um and they just host other people's podcasts they write it down I, and they that, and they, they lay, everyone, yeah. lay everyone off and i mean i, I don't i don't it doesn't want seem that like it's going <laughs> yeah but yeah. but i mean i mean to, are, to give it to give it a scale i guess lessons. so i looked up the global podcasting ad revenue to answer hirsch's question and i guess in mm -hmm. 2017 it was uh u.s podcast revenues hit 314 million so Right. So total podcasting revenue? Yeah. Which is, is that just, adver just adver adver US advertising, right? So which is nothing. Yeah. So so you figure they basically kind of you know, twenty eighteen probably bigger than that, right? Um yeah. there are some studies that say that the global podcast re ad revenues will hit like a one point six billion by twenty twenty two. But you can probably pretty, pretty pretty much say that Spotify paid um for Gimlet <laughs> and Anchor probably the same amount that the entire 
podcast, roughly what the, the entire podcast industry made in ad revenue. So that's a pretty big bet. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. They're, but again, just, it's just like, ad revenue. Yeah. Again, just ra- they're, just they're thinking. Their thinking is clearly not to make this up in ad revenue, right? right. I mean, there there are other factors at at play here. Right. Um, the thing that's most curious to me is it, if had they deployed two hundred and forty something million dollars on their own, mm-hmm. do they not think they could have produced a very high quality? amazing podcast studio like is it is it the time that they're trying to spend like this is one of the things that always stuns That's me point. with Sil- silicon valley like the, when they make these acquisitions I, a lot of times they make these acquisitions and it must be really they don't want to spend the time or risk it but like if you took that 250 million dollars and split it it's into time money and risk right so it's you split it, it into five different yeah. piles each 50 million each they're still going to be way more funded than gimlet and you're telling me you can't find like podcast hosts i mean just they bribe did. away the other I mean, npr people get the people that work on planet right. money and like you know these other places right. i mean they did we're, you we're know i mean spotify like literally a month ago spotify uh, announced uh, uh they they signed up a few people to do exclusive podcasts including like a former espn host who's going right. to do a podcast exclusive to spotify so they they clearly had the ability to do that um you could also just attract the existing hosts of other right no i think they, they could potentially poach podcasters from Gimlet, right? I mean, they could have gone in. And, I mean, and to compare it, right, like Gimlet, Gimlet raised, you know, 30 million. So you're, so you're right. They right. could have deployed 250 million to five, five projects. Um, right. And try to okay. make a Gimlet of their own. Actually, eight, eight projects if you do that. Matter. Or eight, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah they, 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 could um, have, they could have made eight Gimlets and, and hope that one or two Or funded succeed. eight Gimlets equivalently. Right? Yeah. Um, but maybe what, I mean, what, what could have happened is that they they tried to do this with whatever that you were just saying before. You know, they they hired yeah. some people to make podcasts. Kind of realized that it's not as easy as they thought, um, and that's you know a lot of what I feel like corporations do buy is yeah existing companies that have kind of figured out um, success, and it's it's not it's not just like throwing money at a problem. It's kind of there is there is a, a jumpstart aspect to it, right? I mean, yeah. Gimlet clearly has a process um, that is potentially not obvious to other people, even if from the outside it's just like right. hey, make a quality podcast. You know, you build and, a nice and, studio, and and arguably Gimlet launched at a really awesome time. I mean, sure, they launched into an ecosystem with startup with their startup podcast that yeah. there wasn't a lot of other, you know, similar kind of content around at the time. So it's, yeah. it'd be arguably really hard to, to they get also, kind of they the also, traction that they got. Yeah. They um, also launched like a couple months before Serial came out right. and sort of, you know, right. up, you know, turned over the entire podcast realm. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was perfect timing for them. Like when, I mean, Serial yeah. definitely pointed the, the world's attention at podcasting and they were kind of there to kind of catch it as well. It's, it, it does make me wonder how much this American life is worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because that is, that still remains probably like the most yeah. valuable, you know. Really? Yeah, I think so. Um, on a, like on just audio own. brand, I think. Like, yeah. kind of like I mean, one, one of the things I think that people don't appreciate is that very few people understand that there's amazing content in audiobook form. And I, I think, like, I, I know it just seems like, well, everyone's heard of, uh, what's it called, Audible or whatever. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, is really people haven't really experienced it. They haven't experienced a good book with actors and stuff like that. And when they do, a lot of people get hooked because it's like, it's amazing. And it's it's there's all this great pre-scripted content that could be made into um, – into essentially like huge properties like audio properties but but the thing is is that people who make the books are very reticent to release that content in a free kind of podcast format because i don't know if they think it's going to poach their written word or what but i mean if you took the harry potter books for example and you made them audio right and put them out there like kids would queue up to listen to every episode that you released every day, right? Like you would have this inbuilt audience. Similarly, I think like big books like the Game of Thrones, et cetera. I mean, that would, a Game of Thrones audio book that's released like in podcast form every week. In serial format, yeah. In serial format would generate as much hype as a TV show. I'm convinced of it because enough people commute 
that they would listen to it on their way to work or whatever, and they'd get psyched and they'd talk about it around the coffee um, maker, just like they do TV shows. And um, yeah, no, I think it's it's true. So it's, I mean, I think it would be people huge. just haven't tried it. Like I, I, I mean, I will. One of the things that I've certainly done. I, I mean, I listen to so many podcasts, but occasionally I've done where um, I've checked out um, digital audio books from the library, which you can now do like over your phone and then listen to them within a podcast app. And so I just add them to my podcast flow. Um, and yeah, if that was an, if there were an easier process to get, to get sort of podcasted books, I think that, that would be huge, which, which raises, you know, the, the, the question, which is like audible, which is owned by Amazon. They're sort of a lurking player here too, right? I mean, they could certainly get into this space in a big way also and sort of combine, Audible and the ebooks that they have mm-hmm. with with podcasts, and I don't think people have talked about them as much. Well, they do have kind of a subscription, right? Um, but they the thing that they failed to do is they the, the way they do their subscriptions. I don't know if you've ever been a subscriber, I have but not. I have, and I my not. wife is currently a subscriber. But um, they force you to choose one piece of content every month, and you just have to listen to that. They don't huh. let you move between pieces of content. It's like a credit system. You get a certain number of credits every month, right. and you can buy books with that. And those books that you buy are yours, even if you discontinue the subscription. Oh, and I think that yeah, that's like really not the right model because if you think about it, there's multiple people in the family. You would listen to it a lot more if you had the ability to pick and choose different things based on your mood every day. And right. more people, I believe, would subscribe. But they're not. I think it's because of the way this audio is licensed to them from the book manufacturers. I don't know if that's the wrong the word. The book publishers. <laughs> <Yeah>. Book manufacturers. <laughs> yeah. But the book publishers, I think they're restricted. They probably can't do that. I, I bet you the business people that run it would love to do that. And And you know what? These 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 like stodgy old publishers are going to find is that like yeah. while they're like you know you know ditzy footing around here, what's basically going to happen is that a whole new class of content creators are going to run away with the opportunity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's actually really fascinating. I I, I, I it would be great if there was an author who who could convince who could set up something where they you know podcasted out the audio version of their book. Um, that would be really cool. And I'm I'm really surprised. Maybe we're missing we, it. It's, we know it's some entirely. We should, go, we should well, go ask them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know the modern. You know Charles Dickens books were yeah, originally of course they were serialized. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're serialized originally, right? And yeah. and and then they were novelized later and put together. Yeah. And I, I I see it the same way. And then there's all, like you know people like George R. R. Martin would have to actually finish their books and write them because they'd be <laughs> they'd have to come out every week with a new episode, right? Like, and they couldn't just like honestly, I may die of natural causes before they finish it. <laughs> Uh, yes, a lot of people are complaining about that, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would be a really interesting approach. I know that, like, um, you know, Rob Reed, who we've had uh, on the podcast right. many times, and um, who you know, with his last book, started a podcast. Um, and I've talked to him about both the book and the podcast, and we've run an episode of his podcast on on uh, cross post to this podcast. Um, you know, there was a time early on when he was doing the podcast where he actually did put up like a chapter uh, of the audio book. I can't – he may have done it from each of his, his novels, but I, I think I remember him doing it from like the first one um, just as like kind of a teaser situation, um, you know, where you hear hear you know some of the audio book. But I, I don't know. Um, it, it would be interesting to see if someone would release like an entire audio book as in sort of more podcasty format. But that uh, it's, it is kind of, you know, one of the reasons why I I've thought about, you know, getting more audio books and listening to them just because I do listen to so much audio, but yeah. I'm so backed up on, on podcasts. I'm so far behind uh, on, on podcasts that I plan to listen to. And Even though it. you listen to at like two times or three times, what do you Three times speed. Three times, <laughs> You're speed. three times now? That's insane. Uh, three times speed and, and my backlog of podcasts oh, that I dear. plan to listen to and I have not listened to recently hit 330, I think. You should uh, start, start outsourcing it. People have people Dude, I just, to it I listen you. to it on 1x speed, man. Yeah, I like 1x no, one, one speed. I like no, 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 no. You got to listen to it. At, this American you know, Life must sound insane. No, it's you're missing all of the little pauses. <laughs> And, and no, 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 no. You, 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 your, your brain compensates. It's so funny because then if you listen to him at like two or three and then you go back and you go back to one time speed, like, it just sounds so... like, 
it sounds like everyone's drunk and slurring their words. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so weird. Though I will say what's, uh, uh, what's funny. One of the podcasts that I do listen to is, uh, John Hodgman's, uh, right. he has like the judge, John, John Hodgman. Sort of judge thing. Hodgman. Yeah. It's, you know, a fake, mm -hmm. uh, internet court kind of, you know, like a judge Judy people's mm -hmm. court kind of thing. Um, and one of the recent, cases was uh, about whether or not it's okay to listen to podcasts at, at faster speeds and he was very much against it and i was listening to it at, at three, three times, times. speed <laughs> as <laughs> they were complaining and saying like oh we must sound awful and crazy and like nobody will understand all this stuff and it's like no your, your brain compensates um he, he should purposefully create content that is impossible to understand at three times speed. Yeah, some people have tried that, and there yeah. is some. There is some that is very difficult to understand. And like, if you listen to the Andreessen Horowitz podcast, and Mark Andreessen is on it, he is impossible to understand at three times speed because he naturally <laughs> talks so fucking fast. It's yeah. insane. I don't know how how that man talks as fast as he does. You know, it's, it's it's it strikes me that the podcast versus audiobook split is basically analogous to what I've found with books like until probably 2005 or so I would read a book every two weeks or so mm -hmm. um, and then since 2005 because the internet has just become so much more full of content and like so many other distractions I just have basically stopped reading I only read articles now I like read every yeah. newspaper in the world and so like I, I'm, I'm digesting these you know bite-sized blog posts yep. and actually you know what to be completely honest like I don't feel like I've missed that much out of the nonfiction world it's really yeah. fiction that has suffered because I think most good books get very well summarized. Like, <laughs> yeah. Although, what would I know? Maybe there's some yeah. gems that I just don't know anything yeah. about. But it seems it seems like when I'm yeah. participating in conversations, the people who have read the books and I, who have only read the medium digestion <laughs> and the and the and the, and the critique of those books, seem to be like not. You know, I'm not. I don't seem yeah. to be suffering. So I think some of these books are really probably better suited to a blog post. Well, like, that's. I, I mean, the, the famous joke, right? Is that. You know, most books should probably be long magazine articles. Most long magazine articles should, should probably be blog posts. Most blog posts should probably be tweets. You know, mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah. And then most maybe. tweets are what? Should never be. <laughs> should <laughs> never be said. <laughs> I think is the conclusion of of yeah. that line. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, on the on the on the book side, like there are lots of books that I feel completely and perhaps incorrectly, but completely knowledgeable about, even though I've only just read the summaries or the reviews of them. Um, but um, yeah, like there, there's I can't remember what movie it is, but there's an old Whit Stillman movie. It might be Metropolitan, where someone talks about why he never reads books; he only reads the criticism of the books and feels more well informed because of it. And it's it's presented in a very mocking fashion, and yet today I kind of see that that point, <laughs> <laughs> even though I feel like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, anyways. Um, I, I think we've taken enough of you guys' time and uh, we've gotten away from the original discussion. But it is it is interesting to see and it'll be interesting to sort of see what happens with podcasts going forward. Um, but this podcast is going to continue each week yeah. as much as I can. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see what they, they come up with. And, you know, I, I am a Spotify yeah. subscriber, so I'm happy to support Spotify and the ecosystem and Gimlet. You know, I've been a, been a long fan of Gimlet. So. Yeah, me too. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm certainly happy for them. And, and I know how much work that the team at Gimlet put into this. And, and so, you know, congrats to them and, and you know, well-deserved and all that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see and, and to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll – but we'll continue podcasting here whether or not Spotify gives us any money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have 500 uh, million set aside. So yeah, they yeah. Kick us they a could, little bit. Fine. they could they could break off a piece of that and um yeah. but uh, <laughs> uh but but thanks you guys for for taking time out of your busy days uh hopefully we'll have you guys back on the podcast a little more often than it's been lately but i know everybody's been busy and we've been able to uh, not replace you guys but we've had some really good guests lately uh on the podcast instead of, instead of you guys uh, Hirsch, I know, doesn't listen to anything so <laughs> <laughs> um but uh Cool. This was a good discussion. So thanks again. And thanks. thanks to everyone who has been listening. And we'll be back next week. Bye.